was saying today, I feel like I was in just a car accident. Yesterday, I felt like I was in a train wreck. Uh, so hopefully tomorrow just feels like I fell off a bike or something. But I'm definitely sore. Uh, the good news is my arm is the only thing that doesn't hurt. So um, that's good. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. That was Ben Roethlisberger talking about... Uh, how bad he felt, you know. He the the day before yesterday, train wreck. Right. Yesterday, car, car wreck. wreck. And so today, today, maybe it'll be like a moped thing, yeah, you know, no, a moped no, accident. He, he said uh, maybe uh, uh, I fell off a bike. Well, the best part is, and a moped's kind of like a bike. I mean, yeah. let's face it, it's yeah. like a, a bike bike with a fishing uh, boat engine on. Right, right, <laughs> you know right, right, I mean? right. But you should have seen, folks, if you could have seen Tunch rocking out to Pat Benatar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, you like it. You I like it. Hit I, me with your best shot, I, baby. I like Pat Benatar. That's right. And uh, uh, she was an opera singer before she was a How rock and roll. Yeah. yeah, she was. Yeah. And she was great at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're rocking. You're playing air guitar. Yeah, I played Jacob, air did gu- you see that? Chaluch was was rocking it with some air guitar. Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know how to play the guitar. <laughs> I know, but so, so uh, you know, Ben was. But you uh, know what? You always like to play the accordion. You that's what you you yeah, wanted. I want right? to play the accordion. I'm sitting there going, "That's the most uncool instrument." Except for if you saw Tim Manise yeah, from Montgomery. That's that's what I. Now that was coolness right, personified. Right, right, he right. would play that Cajun style accordion, and that rocked. That, yeah, he was the coolest accordion player. I, I ever wanted seen. to play an accordion. Did you? Yeah, and uh, all my life I wanted to play that. But, but your it, fingers but it, go in different yeah, directions. Yeah, you it's, can't hard, really... it's hard because you play uh, one thing with the keyboards and then the buttons. Yeah, there's, there, and there's so many buttons. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how you figure them buttons out. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, kind yeah, of, it's I, a mess. You know, I if you have played the accordion, call in. <laughs> 412-919-1316. Let us know. What are all them buttons about? Yeah. So, getting back to Ben, what do you say, Chaluch? You know, he was talking about he was uh, rusty early, and then, uh, uh, you know, he, he was uh, not very uh, complimentary about his decision-making. Uh, and then he felt uh, like uh, the self-evaluation was rusty, and, uh, you know, but the, his elbow felt good. Uh, his elbow felt good. You know, the thing that's beautiful about that, um, let's, re- let's re- remind everybody, man played all 64 snaps. He was sacked twice. He was hit five times. Now, you're talking about 32 pass attempts. 32 times when you're throwing the ball with either touch or full-on velocity, and that elbow's good. Yeah. You know, everything he said, everything hurts but the elbow. Yeah. The elbow's good. The only thing that doesn't hurt is the elbow. <laughs> exactly so. The point being is, Chaluch, think about it. He got pounded yeah. uh, a good seven times between the sacks and getting, uh, you know, jostled or knocked down there. He was hit seven times. Yeah. And there was a couple that, you know, we, we thought we worried about his knee. Did we right. not? Right, 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 right. And, uh, uh, you know, one of the things that uh, he said was uh, he stepped in the pocket uh, too much, uh, too quickly, uh, and uh, he, he he didn't have that presence or feel yeah. which you get from a little bit of preseason games. Let's right. face it, yeah. Even when you're a 17 now in his 18th year type guy, you you know you got to have that feeling of people coming at you. Right. You know, in practice, they're always going to stay away from your legs. You don't worry about it. 
But in a game, yeah, let me he, tell you, it's worrisome. He he talked about uh, that in practice he didn't get hit. Right. Uh, but now he, new, and he told the boys, you know, give me a little, you know, bit of bang, yeah, a little, yeah, you know, a, bonk and that yeah. sort of thing. Bit of but bang. who's going to do that? Yeah, yeah, a little bit of bang, bit of bing. Yeah. Bada boo. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> and, 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 you know, the defensive line is not going to do that because they are uh, cautious of hurting him. Yeah. And, no question. And the fact But the is, Giants wanted to hurt him. Yeah, well, they did. And, we, we, you know, we saw where, you know, after he went to the sidelines and the docs come over and they're going, hey, uh, you know, what's up? And he's like, uh, away with you, as you right. say in Turkish, away with you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the fact is, don't worry about it. I'm fine. But he did get banged around some. And right. Maybe it's such a good thing. It's like, okay, I, I remember after I blew up my ACL, right. coming back, the first thing was... Okay, what's it going to feel like when somebody bangs into it? Well, it happened like uh, the first or second play in practice. Right. And all of a sudden you're like going, okay, all right, it's, it, it's still it there. It doesn't hurt. And you just have to have confidence as you move forward. The game is not, and this is why I say, you know, not doesn't matter all the athletic talent. The game is also part and parcel of being able to retain and keep confidence, even in amidst the storms right. that roll through each and every game. Sometimes practices and sometimes life in general, and being able to come back and put your best out on the field. Yeah, and and you know when I had my shoulders operated right. on, right, uh, and uh, the off season, I came back to camp and I was, you know, I practiced. Yes. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, it, it was well, you, sore. You blew out your elbow. Yeah. You know, you yeah. relocated your and, elbow. And and when I dislocated my elbow, that's when my shoulders healed. Yeah. How does that happen? I don't get it. Well, you know, you know yeah. The, well, the I had three and a half weeks off. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great way to heal your shoulders. Let's relocate our elbow. Right, right, right. <laughs> so the fact is, and, and and I look at this and looking at the stats. Okay, here's the thing. All right, Ben was twenty-one of thirty-two, two twenty-nine, three TDs, no INTs. That's ginormous. What was one of the biggest problems we had last year? After with you know with Mason and Duck coming on, yeah, was the amount of interceptions right, that were thrown. Right, right, there was right, something right. like seventeen or eighteen, and the amount of miss uh, throws. Right, yeah. no question about it. But I'm saying the eighteen because I think in terms of, and I'm always you know I, the thirty eight takeaways were so phenomenal. Right, right, last right, right. Year. Yeah, you know what I mean. But a lot of that was mitigated by the fact that. Uh, you were giving away so much. Right. You know, so certainly I'm just sit, sitting there looking and going, all right, this is what quarterbacking looks like at a high level and why you want – when you have a franchise guy, all right, now you're in business. When you don't, you don't even have a sniff of the Lombardi run uh, trophy right, stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, and, and if you don't have the QB right, like Ben, yes, uh, you're going to be struggling all season offensively. No question. Uh, be, because uh, they're going to load the box – Right. And uh, I dare you to throw. Exactly. Yeah. So Ben was four of, what, 47 yards in the first quarter. He got his rhythm in that two-minute drive, the, the one-minute, 25-second, yeah. eight-play, 78-play drive right before the half. And I think that, that ignited him. It got him going. Right. How often have we seen Ben in the past run a two-minute offense and that just gets everybody's little pep in the step? Yeah. You know, yeah. you get her going there. 
Yeah, and and he was excited. Yes, uh, and he came back uh, in the third quarter, and he was sharp. Yes, sharp, very as attack. sharp. Yeah, sharp as attack, not as a bowling ball. Yeah, uh, as our man Foghorn Leghorn right. likes to say. But you look at it because in the second half he was nine eleven, nine of eleven. Right. That's now that's what you do when you're that franchise quarterback, you right? Know, leading from the front, getting the job done, getting everybody on key. And you know what? I love the fact that he was humble enough before the game to say, I'm shaking like a leaf. Right. You know, there is there is a sense of humility and great leadership that you love. You know, because if if Ben can stand up and say, I'm a little nervous here, fellas. Right. You know what? <laughs> you know, you got some other people standing around going, yeah, I'm a little nervous too. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It's yeah. okay to admit that. And uh, Mike Tomlin was nervous. Exactly so. Mike Tomlin spoke of that before yeah. the game. Yeah, and he said, uh, uh, you know, he had the jitters all through the game, and right. when the game ended, the jitters stopped. Right. And the fact of the matter is, look, that's what it's to be the life of a pro. You know, if you don't have those butterflies, right. if you don't have those pregame jitters, that says to me that the game has become cumbersome or, you know, neutral to you. Uh, that's. Kind of like Chuck Knoll saying, you know, when you start to think about retirement, you already are. Right. You know, and I would think that's the same thing because as the late, great Sam Davis said, you know, Sam said, if you start to, uh, if you don't have uh, game day butterflies, it's time to get out of the game. Right, right. Yeah. And you know, everybody had butterflies. Yes. Everybody had butterflies and everybody was nervous uh, prior to the game. And then uh, you know some you guys, in. yeah, some guys uh, lost the nervousness as the game go- went on. Right. Yeah. But the point is, you know, the nervousness that was that that obviously existed with Ben. It's a little bit harder when you're making the decide the the quick decision throws when you're trying to touch throw when you try to gun the ball. Those are all part and parcel of you know kind of knocking the rust off. Right. And when the rust came off. Then the nine of eleven in the second half was shining like crazy, baby. Yeah, yeah, you know? and and you know and he knocked us, the rust off. But remember, our we, for us, it, it's like okay, the first slobber knocker of a hit. Yeah. Okay, now I'm good. You know, I've had that first slobber knocker of a hit. I'm ready to go now. You know, go trap a parked car. Ah, I could do that. You know what I mean? Let's go because the physicality of our positions. To me, I think everybody's. You know, how nervous and get rid of the jitters and stuff. I think it's different per position to a degree. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The offensive linemen, I don't think there, we were nervous on run plays, but we were nervous we were on nervous pass plays. nervous before the game until yeah. you got that first lick Yeah. In. Yeah. And then the, well, then you're like all out frantic until the first pass rush gets right. done. Because you got to feel that. Because you have to understand, back in our day, the worst – crime that an offensive lineman could commit give up a sack give, don't give up the dreaded sack if, please don't give up the dreaded sack lord help me don't give up a sack yeah you know and the worst part is was especially with the blonde bomber right you know because if you gave up a hit on him early it started to affect him throughout the game he would you know back towards then you know when he's already been a number of double digit years so for him Getting hit early meant that he started to, you know, throw a little more erratic yeah. as the game went on. You know, I mean, it's just it's a fact of life. You know, if you let your quarterback get hit too much, he's going to be more and more inaccurate. Right, right, and uh, you know, he's going to throw the ball over the heads of the receivers. And exactly, chip them in. Uh, but you know, when uh, Terry got on a roll, oh, 
He, he got was, on a roll. He was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Exactly. And that's what made him great, and that's what greatness looks like. Yeah. And so for a guy like Ben Roethlisberger, when you come through the first quarter like that, um, you know, we, it's a, it was a little bit shaky. Yeah. You know, but I you could see, again, once he got his uh, traction going. It was like uh, the preseason game. Yeah, yeah exactly so. Half. Yeah, that first half was like a condensed preseason. Would you not say so? Jimmy? Yeah, I, 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 I was, uh, uh, you know, scrutinizing. Yes, and I thought that uh, well, scrutinizing's good. Yeah, and we should scrutinize. Right, right, and and, <laughs> but I, you know, it, it was like a preseason half. Yes, and it was indeed, and that's again, you know, that two minute offense. I just, I wonder. It makes me wonder now that you know we're going to be at home and. And all the, you know, the normal rules that, that uh, kind of apply to, you know, home and away. You know, yeah. if you go to an away game, you kind of put the two-minute offense on the down low based on how much noise factors, that sort of thing. But, you know, the two-minute offense can be a bigger and greater part offensively going forward in all instances if you just got the uh, 70 de- decibel degree crowd noise stuff as uh al michaels i think al michaels said or one of the announcers said it's like a loud cocktail party right <laughs> yeah and and ben wanted to uh run through the tunnel to the home crowd absolutely because yeah. you want to hear the cheers you want to hear the joy you want to feel the accolades coming on and go yeah one more time yeah and then you run out there you're going ah, there's nobody here there's nobody here <laughs> remember when they you know we watched the scrimmage right yeah. we go watch the scrimmage and they actually ran through the the player intro so that everybody knew their place what they're going to do this is what it looks like right this is how it feels but, you know, in retrospect, maybe one of the most important things is, you know, as the player introductions happen, to realize there's nobody here. <laughs> so that's going to be one of those situations where, you know, as as we go along, how they're going to uh, mitigate all this. And you know what? I don't know. Maybe towards the end of the year, maybe some fans will be able to come. Right, right, right. And that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, that, that would be interesting. Um, you know, Ben uh, uh, is on his regular weekly schedule because he missed yesterday. Mm-hmm. He took a, a, a Veterans Day off. Right. He got the Veterans Day off. As did There was a number of guys. We'll go over right. the list in the next segment. But um, for Ben, I think I, – I wonder. Let me, let me ask you this. If, he had, if they played Sunday, do you think he had a practice today? I wonder. Sometimes I, I wonder. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't know if he uh, that they played Sunday that he would take Wednesday off, but maybe. The reason I say that because given the fact that part of it was knocking the rust off, right? Would he not maybe in the early part of the season with the elbow feeling good? We saw him in the training camp phases one, two, and three, right? At Heinz Field, actually go you know three whatever days in a row of of working. Wondering if maybe he might take a few extra Wednesdays or something just to get a little more, you know, grease the groove as it as it were a little bit. You know, when Charlie Batch uh, uh, was asked that question, he responded, uh, "I missed all last season, so I'm not going to take any day off, days off." Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? That's that's interesting. You yeah. know, and maybe we'll see what what uh, goes on there. I look at it this, and I say to my to myself, I think it would be pretty cool from a leadership standpoint that you start to take a, f- a few Wednesdays right you know and then go from there as you see fit as your body is telling you well yeah well you know one of the things uh, we uh, 
didn't have is a Veterans Day off. But uh, you know when what you was came a in, Veterans Day off called in our day? Cut. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know when we when we practiced Wednesday, yeah. it was tiring. Yes, it was fatigue. It was soreness, and you know we had it a lot of soreness. It was a full bed, baby. Yeah, it yeah. was crash, rock, and roll. Yeah, is what and it was. you know, if I was a uh, a football coach, I would be in uh, uh, t-shirts and shorts on Wednesday, and I would be in full pads on Thursday. I think that makes sense. You know, I mean, that extra day off. You talking about shells on Wednesday? Yeah, yeah. Not nah, make them all suffer like we did. Right, <laughs> Go yeah. Three days a week. You know that's not going to happen. Yeah, but uh, put put them to the test. Put them uh, to the test, indeed, my all friend. All right, we're going to take a break. It's four one two nine one nine one three one six. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room, and we'll be back after this. I got hurt and was um, you know, knowing I was going to come back. I was one of the things I was most excited about was running out of the field, uh, out of the tunnel at Heinz Field in front of our fans. And so to not have that this time is going to be, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a little disappointed, but uh, I know they'll be there one this time. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So there's not going to be any fans there. <laughs> there's not going to be any fans. Well, I'm I'm a fan. I'll be yeah, there. Yeah, we'll be I'll there. I'll be in that front row. Yeah. But I'm not even on the field. I'm right. in what they call the moat, that one single Yeah. you know, group of seats are circling around from the in the stands. So you're not going to you're not allowed on the field? No, apparently I'm not allowed on the field at all, and so oh. I will be up in the stands. And uh therefore, I'm hoping I'll have access to a vendor, right? You know, because if you're in the stands, there should be like a vendor, and then of course, you know, you get to have a burger, you got to have a dog, that sort of thing. I, I don't think there's going to be burgers and you dogs. You don't think so? No. Curses, Batman! <laughs> All right. Well, certainly the doctor news was a little bit. Um, what'd you think when you saw a list of ten guys that didn't practice yesterday? I I was thinking, wow. Uh, <laughs> let, let's go over them. We'll go over him, shall we? First off, of course, was Ben. He didn't practice. Right. No big woo. You know that he's just fine. Had didn't have a problem other other than feeling like he was, as you pointed out in the beginning, what a train wreck. Yeah. To a car wreck, wreck and to a bike wreck. <laughs> so it's receding. That's good. It's yeah. going in the right direction. That's correct. Right, that's right. He, we we were uh, very very uh, happy because. Uh, he went from a car, uh, train wreck to a car wreck to right. a bike wreck. Exactly so. Now, how about Marquise Pouncey? Coach's decision. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, it it uh, it often seems 
that when Ben's not there, Pounce is not there. Right. He yeah. gets the Veterans Day off. Now, it's kind of funny because, uh, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but um, you know, there was only one guy, one starter on the offensive line that practiced yesterday. But regardless, moving on to the next guy first, Juju didn't practice. Right. Uh, he had a knee, a little bit of a knee. Now, that that's a little troublesome. And only from the sense of, is that preventative? Right. Or is that, uh, is that troubling is thing? It, I don't know. It, you know, is he hurt? Yeah. And so we don't really know exactly what's going on there, other than the fact he just didn't practice, and I believe that he'll be just fine. I will say this. You know, I didn't really, and see if you agree with me, I didn't really understand the enormity of the night that Juju had. Besides, right. he had, what, five, six catches? Yeah. But two touchdowns. Two touchdowns. On, yeah, onside kick and the fumble recovery. You think about that. I sat back, I went afterwards and went, you know, that guy had a much bigger game than I was giving him credit right, for. Right, 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 right. You know, he's, uh, he was on Johnny on the spot. Yes, he was. Juju on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He was Juju on the spot. All right, so then we don't have Juju. He's the third guy. But, now, you know, let, let, let's go back to Juju. Okay. Uh, I didn't see him limping. I Good. didn't see him hurt. I don't remember that at all. It's just maybe he got a doink on the knee. Yeah, you know? maybe. Because sometimes, it, you know, you get a little bit of a bit of bang on the knee and you kind of like go, okay, you know, I'll take a little bit off. Yeah, maybe it was a little just sore. Yeah, maybe. Hopefully. Hopefully that's all it is. You know, we're, and we're just speculating here and we'll hear more reports as we go along during the week and everything. But I, I don't think it's a problem. It's, certainly nobody's given rise to the fact that it could be problematic. Um, Deontay Jones, uh, Johnson, Deontay Johnson didn't practice. He's got a toe, right? He's got a turf toe, turf toe. That yeah. didn't get us out of practice. Did yeah. That, kidding. You know, uh, <laughs> remember how they used to tape our foot Yeah, so that it was like a cast. Yeah. So you, when you rolled over your toes, the toe didn't move and it still hurt like a, like the Dickens. Remember what they, uh, they put a steel insole <laughs> Uh, in our yeah. cleats, yeah. in our spikes, absolutely. In our, uh, uh, you got to steal, shoes. yeah, on our on our shoes. So it was kind of it was it, it was like it a wouldn't bend. No, it was it was like um, you know uh, uh, the the guy from the Adams, uh, not the Adams family, uh, 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 the monsters. The monsters, yes. You know, I mean, this was a shoe like Herman. his Herman Herman Munster. His shoe rolled. You know, I mean, that's what it was. It was like a Herman Munster shoe. Very good, good yeah. get. Yeah. Very good. All right. So Deontay's I got to still love the Munsters. I did too. I thought that was great. I love, you know, the kids now, they're like, I, I'm starting to grow my hair out a little bit in a beard because the kids are going, starting to look like Uncle Fester. <laughs> when I shaved, you know, shaved the head, shaved the, the whole face and everything. It was like, yeah, you're looking like Uncle Fester. They just put a light bulb in his yeah. mouth. <laughs> All right. So we got Deontay Johnson not practicing. Here's one. Stefan Tuitt is Achilles. Yeah, well... Now, is that a strained Achilles? I don't know. All it says was Achilles. Yeah. I get my Achilles, man. Um, the Achilles tendon is something, again, I go back to, you can get that inflamed at any point right. in time, and it can be problematic. Um, you remember when we were in St. Louis, you know, back in the days when the St. Louis Cardinals were there in Bush Stadium. Remember when we were in the room? Right. I had the DMSO. I was putting it on my Achilles, Achilles tendon. Yeah. It was all swollen. I said, you know, Chalooch, uh, uh, you know, um, I, well, I didn't say Chalooch because I wasn't calling you that. I said, hey, Tunch, you know what? I wonder if it's going to blow tonight. <laughs> right. I mean, literally, and it was a preseason game. Yeah. So the uh, fact of the matter is, 
Uh, he has got a little bit of Achilles discomfort, and that's probably all it is. Right. You know what I mean? So I, I wouldn't get too Maybe a strained. Yeah, exactly. But I, I don't even think that. Maybe it's just something you're feeling. You need an extra day off. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Uh, Big Ale, illness. You know, Sick. Uh, it, it just says illness. You know, and so <laughs> it's funny because I was doing the uh, Terrell Edmonds show uh, on Tuesday that, that went yesterday. Or was no, Tuesday, on Tuesday, which was two days ago. Yeah. So I said, Terrell, what's it like when, you know, you guys are sitting around and somebody, you know, somebody coughs. He goes, we're all grabbing our mask and putting them up and everything like that. And we're all going, he's, check him, check him. <laughs> he says somebody comes out with a Lysol can or something. Starts yeah. Closing. Uh, the funny part is you wonder with the first thing you hear of, and it's obviously not that because, it, first of all, they wouldn't announce it. Right. Um, so it's just he's not feeling very good. And so hopefully he's, I'm sure he'll be back. Yeah. You know, that's just one of those minor things where he's just not feeling all that great. Now, this one really is a bummer. Steph Wisniewski. Right. Uh, with the peck. Pulled peck. Yeah. And uh, I hope it's just pulled. Right. I hope it's not torn. Strained. Yeah, maybe a strain. Uh, it was, it It seemed to be the way Mike spoke that it. he certainly didn't say season ending. Right. You know what I mean? The way Steph Tewitt had it. Uh, the way Cam uh, Hayward had it two years ago or three years ago, whatever it was. So hopefully that Steph can come back from that. Yeah. Leo, his dad, uh, sent a text uh, to pray for yes. Steph. Yeah. Absolutely. And we, and he's we our buddy. Praying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And we do pray for a quick return from him. He's, a, he's one of those highly motivated guys, and highly motivated uh, guys tend to heal very quickly. Right, right, right. And uh, – um, uh, ben was talking about uh, praying for Zach Banner. You know, I, I felt so bad just looking at the things Zach put out. Yeah. You know, he said he's going to come back from it and everything. And, you know, he said, uh, I, I proved that I belonged in the league. And I thought, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's tough. I know that's a bitter pill there, Zach, if you, would, if you ever happen to be listening. But uh, you know what? We have both been through – Injuries like that, and you, you know, you can rise above, and you will rise above. It's all part of the fighting spirit that God gives you, man. So, don't let that get you down, brother. You came yeah, too far. We're praying for yeah, you. Yeah, you came too far, uh, and have come uh, uh, so long, so far, actually, in uh, being able to get the job done the way you want to get it done, and you did yourself uh, proud. And the way you were playing oh, in camp, absolutely. and. Uh, uh, I like the way you played in uh, the Giants game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, uh, you know, for, with Zach, um, I, uh, he's one of those young men who has uh, really dug hard to get the job done yeah. and do the things that he wanted to do. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to CR in Chicago. CR, welcome to the locker room, brother. Hey, what's going on, you two old folks? You're here, I'll see you in Chicago. How the heck are you this morning? Fantabulous as usual. Yeah. You know, God gives us breath, we smile and roll on. Man. Right, right, right. It, this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be rejoice glad and in, be it. Glad in it. Yeah. All right. That's you, it. You, so, you, what you, do we got? You you, huh? I said, what do we got? Huh? We've got a, we've got a potential Super Bowl team on the rise. What do you think? Uh, like your enthusiasm. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for the Super Bowl. Yeah, we need one of yeah, them yeah, special yeah. years. It's yeah. about time to go back and do one of them things. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, I'm i I'm very excited about I've said this before. I'm saying it now. I'll probably say it again in the future. I'm very excited about this team because last year uh, that defense came together, and, of course, Ben wasn't there. 
with the combination of Ben putting points on the board, I think if they can average around 27 points a game, uh, I think they're going to be pretty good based on the defense. Because the defense was there last year, but they didn't have the complement of the offense because we had our second, third-string quarterbacks and anybody else that came along. Uh, what you, what's your feedback on that? Well, you know, that that's, um, that's the truth. Uh, you know, when you have a great defense – uh, and a mediocre offense, uh, you're, you're going to have problems. Yeah, you're 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 getting the takeaways, but you're not uh, scoring and taking advantage of those takeaways. <laughs> you're, a lot of times, you're just giving it away too. Right. So the fact of the matter is, look, we, we, I can remember when we started off this show, oh, years ago, twenty years ago. Chalute, you were talking about the fact if you ain't got a franchise quarterback, you don't have a sniff in the yeah. playoffs. I mean, you know, the days of uh, you know just having an overwhelmingly great defense and then an average quarterback will get you the super. It won't happen. It, right. It's not going to happen anymore. You've got to have that franchise quarterback, and you got to have a great defense. Yeah, and uh, the great defense uh, it capitalizes on the takeaways because. Uh, the great offense, the great quarterback exactly. is uh, getting you a lead. Yep, and there you go. And I mean, so, it's really simple. Yeah, uh, Bill Carr always uh, talked about um, big throws to uh, get the lead. Right. And then uh, he did that uh, in the AFC yeah, Championship yeah. game with the Colts. Yeah, and then uh, we, that was at the AFC. Okay, Cup. Yeah. Uh, division playoffs. Oh yeah, yeah that was the AFC Cup Championship. Whatever game. it was. Yeah, with Harbaugh was quarterback. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Uh, you know, the point is, you throw to get the lead, then you run the ball and, and, right. and break their spirit in the second half. And use up the clock. Running the ball uses up the there clock. There you go. So, uh, hey, guys, everything is looking good right now. Um, uh, hey, I, I do, again, appreciate the um, the guest people you have coming on and the stories that they have. Um, so that's uh, that's pretty good. And of course, you got to give Jacob credit for for keeping up with those people and making sure they're there on time and all that other kind of stuff. So let's not ever forget Jacob, all right? Never. Yeah, we never forget him. We always thank him uh, exactly. at the end of the show. CR, let me ask you something. If you could have, if if you could have just about any guest on this show, any any ex Steeler, not ex retired Steeler, because you're never an ex Steeler. You're always a retired Steeler. Who would you pick? Because we, you know, we we try to. <laughs> Huh? Who would you pick? Uh, there's, only, there's only one guy I would really like to hear from, and that's uh, uh, the, the lunatic bunch, Jack Lambert. Well, he's 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 been in hibernation since retirement, yeah. man. Yeah, I don't well, think that's going to happen. Question, and that's my answer. Okay, thank you. All right. <laughs> Anything else, CR, before we roll on here? Okay, how, how we doing on the clock? We're going to roll on here in a yeah, couple, we're, in a, we're, we're in a couple right. minutes. We're all right. So on give the clock. us something. All right, all right. It's, it, it's time for your education. I, I got to answer your questions. Okay, here we go. All right. Mike Tomlin was the only, the second person to reach the Super Bowl twice in his first four seasons as a head coach. Who was the other? Mike Tomlin was the only head coach to hit the Super Bowl Super twice Bowl in his twice first. In his head. Who Boy, was I don't know. I don't know. I'm never good at this stuff. Don Shula. Uh, no, Joe Gibbs. Oh, that's and Joe Gibbs uh, was a great coach because he had three Super Bowl champions with three three different different quarterbacks. quarterbacks. Okay, Cr, we got to roll. Save your questions for tomorrow. Okay. In the meantime, in between time, 
Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. All right. Thank you so much, brother. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back after this. guys that is going to give you everything he has from start to finish no matter what even if he only makes one catch at the end of the game uh, that's a big third down catch he's a professional um, and that's one of the things that's special about him um, you know for instance that play uh, that he recovered to fumble he had nothing to do with it and coach showed it today there were uh, I believe nine guys in nine giants in that pile and Juju just dove in there and, and came up with it and to me that shows the unselfishness uh, of a team and of a player uh, in Juju. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Of course, it's Ben Roethlisberger talking about Juju going groundhog. Yeah. Salute. You know, you didn't think about it in terms of the fact that he went into a pile with nine giants around. Right. He got that ball, and you know, as well as I do, things that go on in those pileups, they're not very friendly. Not nice. Not yeah. nice at all. Yeah, punches and digging out and... Uh, uh, and uh, getting hit where a young man shouldn't get hit. Do you remember when the dear Cody Wallace was uh, playing right. center for Marquise Pouncey? I believe uh, Dave DeCastro uh, unfortunately snipered um, Pouncey and uh, ended his season. Remember, he got the knee injury. Right. So Cody Wallace is playing center, and we're playing Miami. And wouldn't you know it, there's a fumble. Cody goes in there. Now, Cody was uh, one to bend the rules a little right. bit, as uh, we, you know, that those in our profession are likely yeah, to do. Yeah, yeah. So he was punching away, hitting where a young, young man, man shouldn't, shouldn't be hit. <laughs> so, so <laughs> this is the best part, Chaluch. He comes to the sidelines. Okay, true story. Comes to the sidelines. He's standing there and he's all, you know, breathing heavy from the exertion and, you know, the excitement of it. And he looks at me and I looked at him and I said, well, uh, that was interesting. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, I saw you punching where, um, you know, the sun, where the sun don't shine, my friend. And he said, do you think anybody noticed? I go, no, nobody noticed. It was playing on their jumbotron. <laughs> they, they had it on the jumbotron. I go, no, I don't think anybody noticed at all. Yeah, and uh, uh, Juju uh, went groundhog. Oh, he and, did. And uh, he dug it out, and uh, there was a that, that was great. Yeah, it was it great. was, and I think Ben really highlighted the fact that it's totally unselfish because there there have been and there are wide receivers in the NFL that will not make that effort. They're not going to go into yeah. a pile of unfriendlies, try to dig a ball out. Yeah. Juju being one of those guys that 
Let's remember, he put that big hit on Vontez Perfect. Right. We saw him from his rookie year right. in training camp. Remember, we said, look at what, because remember Hines was up there? Yeah. You know, and Hines was cheering him on because in the blocking drills, what a job he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, uh, one, one of the things that uh, Ben was talking about, Juju, he said he's a true professional. Yes. Uh, he does not let up, and he is Full effort all the time. Yes, and he does the things that separate good from great. Right, You right. know what I mean? And I'm not saying that he's great yet, but uh, he has the ability to be great. But, you know, he looked great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll say that. He, yeah. he did look great. The point is um, he makes he, – he checks all the boxes in a guy as, uh, that is, is desiring to be the very best that he can be and be a team player in whatever – uh, you know, part of the game he's involved in, like Hines. Yeah. Hines was, hey, let's face it, they changed the rules for Hines. Right. Okay, that says something about how tough you are. Because he is, is, is I love the saying you always had about the... Uh, Tougher than work woodpecker lips. Absolutely. When you're that tough, that's that's seriously tough. Right, right, right. And Juju is taking Very up much that long. mantle. Does he not? Yes. Yeah. Exactly so. All right, so take a look at this now, Chaluch. Uh, we got to Steph, well... We know Zach Banner, and we talked about Zach Banner, and um, we know the the ginormous uh, effort that lies in front of him to right. come back, which, you know, he's fully capable, right. not a problem. And you know what? Uh, the surgeries are much better this, the, this yes. uh, uh, in this era than yes. when we were playing. Yes, no question about it. But it's unfortunate for Zach, based on everything he's struggled through to do, um, you, you just would love to have seen him be able to m- move on and keep doing the things that he's fought so hard to do. Surgery Friday. Yes, surgery yeah. on Friday. Uh, ice cream on Saturday. Right. It always helps. All right, so uh, the other one was, and, and another guy that um, has got to be feeling some frustration is uh, James Conner. Right. You know, uh, that's, man, Yeah. That You know, I know Zach put in a huge... Off season, and but we know James put in. A oh huge off man, too. he was he came into camp uh, in tip top shape. Yes, he did. Uh, you know he was cr- uh, he was chiseled. Yes. Uh, you know he looked at his lats and they were Woo. the wings of man. Oh yeah, and he was seven forty seven quality there, brother. So the fact is, uh, James, uh, we don't know the status other than that. The fact right. that he's tweaked his ankle, uh, well, hopefully he can you know jump back in. But he missed practice yesterday. And then of course uh, the one here's the mystery man, Dave DeCastro. Right. We don't really know. Yeah, what's doing. we don't know what's what's going on with David DeCastro, and uh, you know he is uh, uh, he is great player, and right. he is uh, missing. You know, yes, yeah. exactly so, and we don't understand fully. Yeah. You know, I mean, here's the thing. You know, if you got a knee, it, it can be problematic. Now, is it structural and that something is chewed up maybe yeah. a little, maybe maybe a little meniscus or the meniscus? If you have more than one meniscus torn up, is it menisci? Yeah. I don't know. Well, it's... Uh, <laughs> Meniscuses? It's medial meniscus and lateral mis- meniscus. All right. So, but if you get them both, it would be menisci. Yeah, menisci. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the correct term is on that. But for um, Dave, we don't know. I mean, we're just speculating, and it could be, you know, have to do with maybe sprained his knee, uh, hyperextended. I don't know. 
Um, all we know is that his knee is giving him problems, right. and he had to miss the first game, which I'm not adverse to if uh, early in the year he's got to sit out for a little while to get that bad boy put together and be strong for down the stretch because right, right. you need we need you got to put the band back together you know yeah. i mean uh, the band man <laughs> putting the band we got to save the penguin penguin <laughs> i love the blues brothers they were so fabulous yeah. but you would think um for david uh it's got to be frustrating um i he didn't practice yesterday i don't know if he gets on the field today right you know for mike it's kind of one of those day by day things so we shall see. Right. But that's a list of the, the 10 guys. That's a lot wow, of guys. 10 guys 10. That, that didn't have practice yesterday. Chalooch, that's like a mash unit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you think about uh, having a few guys out, but 10 guys is a lot of guys. But I would say the, the one that, that worries me the most, because we know Zach is done, um, the one that worries me most is DeCastro. Yeah. You know, because we, we David, we need David. Yeah. You know, David's a great, great player. So that leads us to now. The other thing we got is uh, uh, who's going to step in. Yeah, and uh, uh, in our day, Chuck would look at you. Oh yeah, and uh, you'd He'd say, "Okay, you. I, I'm not, I, I'm not missing practice." <laughs> we know that one. We know how bad it was. Do we need to tell the story yet yes, again? Yes. When yes. you and I were sitting on the training table at Three right. Rivers as we're getting our ankles taped, and I decide, you know what? I'm my my groin, my left area of the groin, I was black and blue from the from my hip yeah. bone down to the knee. And I decided that you know what? I need a day off. It's I'm gonna, Wednesday. I'm going to tell Chuck that Absolutely. I'm not practicing. All right. So so what happens? I start talking. I start going, you know, I think I need a day off. And what do you do? You, what kind of good friend are you? Yeah. You goad me into this. Yeah, you yeah. goaded me. You got um, you to say, you got to tell Chuck that you're not practicing. And I was like, yeah, you're right. You know, you're right. And then what else? Did you? you said, what? Oh, you're a double, you know, you're a starter. You've been a starter for many years right. now. Look at these young guys. You're pointing at the other guys in the in the training room. And now everybody's starting to listen to you because yeah. you're talking loud. You're going, look at these young guys. They're taking days off. But you, you're an older guy. You're a starter. You you should take a day off. Yeah, and Chuck walks in. No, what did I do? I, I said, I'm taking a day off. Right. I'm going to tell Chuck. And you said, oh, yeah, sure. Now everybody's listening. Everybody's waiting. Right. Right. Everybody was. And just when I said that, that's when Chuck walked in. Yeah. And, and he walked by and what did he say? And he said, uh, how's it growing, Wolf? <laughs> he goes, I'm practicing. I'm fine, Chuck. I'm, 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 I'm fine practicing. And I said, you folded up oh, like a cheap card table. The whole table. room exploded with laughter. Yeah. I, I I felt much shame. Yeah. I felt much I just bellied up, as you said, like a brook trout. Yeah. Indeed. So the fact of the matter is with uh you know, it's a different day and age. Right. We don't have the same sort of medically have uh problems like that, but you know, these guys, um, they take better care of them. Yeah. And you gotta understand too that uh they come out of the game much healthier. So that's a positive. Yeah. That's a good thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I just uh it, it's you but know, Jay, if we Dave played DeCastro's today, the guy. Yeah, if we played today, would we play more than fourteen years? I would think, um, all things being equal, with all the the lessened volume of hitting. I mean, think about what three padded practices, three fully padded practices a week did yeah. for. Uh, 
for 12 years, for 14 years for you. You know, I mean, that took a, that's, that's punishing, right? That's punishing. And not having that, that's like, uh, wow. Because I played in, I think it was 153 games or so of my total games that I, yeah. all right. Um, but we had what, three practices for every game. You're yeah. talking about three, 400 some practices with yeah. training camps and maybe even more up to 500 padded practices. You're that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. So yeah. the fact of the matter is uh, you look at that and you go, well, um, thank God for the blessings of having survived and come out on the other end of that. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank God for surviving. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And, uh, you know, the fact is we, we came from a different time in the NFL, but uh, we, I think we had more fun. I would say we had more fun than right, these guys. Right, 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 Now, right. we couldn't jet around and jet set like they do, but certainly I got to feel like, uh, you know, the things that we were able to do and, and, and have fun. And you didn't have the social media stuff haunting you all over the place. Yeah, and uh, you know what uh, Cam said? Uh, when a run young Rennie running back comes in, we punish him. <laughs> and uh, Benny Snell was punished last year and punished – this year in training camp, and that's why uh, Cam said he was running so hard. You think? Uh, yeah. Huh. Leads you something to chew on. Yeah. All right, let's go to break because when we come back, no, let's see, in the second hour, though, we will have Jerry Dulek coming up. 11.20. A cool breeze at 11.20. All right, we're going to take a break. Uh, it's 412-919-1316. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. That's our number one goal. So uh, I don't think uh, I can't speak for Juju on what his motivation is, but I know as a team guy, he's motivated to help his team win. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now here's Tunch and Wolf. So they did a great job of riding the storm out in the first half. Uh, uh, you know, the Giants were dominating. And then uh, at the uh, uh, close of the half, uh, Ben uh, uh, scored a touchdown. And then in the third quarter, they were Great, absolutely, uh, and so uh, they they ro- rode. Of the course, story. you know that was uh, 
my buddy Kevin Cronin. You right. Know, who, yeah, you name drop. Him. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. I mean, we we do we like to hang out once every uh, quarter century. Yeah. You know, I mean, uh, I haven't seen him for a while. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you were asked a question. Uh, Cam was uh, talking about. Uh, uh, a young running back, punish him a little bit, right. and uh, rough him up. Yes, that, that's what they, I get. They now, up what you're talking about, I was I was discombobulated. And when he you were said about he was proud of the way Benny stepped up. Right. Yeah. Because you know what, you get treated a little rough. Right. It takes uh, you know you got to rise up and overcome. And I think they're just prepping him for what he needed to do. Right. And I think that's great leadership. Yeah. And and when we played. Every day was a punishing well, day. And remember, too, we came to a team that was full of battle-hardened veterans, and guys that had won four Super Joe Bowls. Joe Green, Elsie Green, yeah. with Dwight I mean, White, Jack These Lambert, guys were all about, Jack you know, yeah. uh, this, it was about physical, physically assaulting and challenging you right. on a day-by-day yeah. basis. Though. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And that was that point in time. But, you know, certainly I, I agree with you. I think that Benny rose to the challenge. Um, he was – you know, battered a little bit in training camp there, as and and they wanted to put a little bit of action on him, and and he he okay, he I he can do came it. through. He did. He came through, and he showed up great in the game. Yeah, 113 yards uh, on on 19 carries. Uh, that says something. Now, the one thing I will say, he's got to learn to tuck that ball away, especially late in the game when you know they're really going to be emphasizing trying to dig the ball out. Yeah, and that's one of the things that uh, obviously is going to be. And, uh, and, and his 5.9 yards per carry. Oh, yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, you, did you do the math on that, or did you cheat and look at your I sheet? Che- I cheated to look at the sheet. Okay, good, because yeah. I, I know that. I, 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 I can't do math. I can't do math either. You know, I mean, get Zooks, man. All right. Now, one of the things that I found interesting was uh, a quote from Cam Hayward after the game. Right. And he said, uh, we had sex by guys who don't usually get sex and interceptions by guys who don't usually get interceptions. Um, we're a defense that lets it, its play do the talking. We don't care how it gets done. I found that interesting. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Mike Hilton got a sack. Uh, Vince Williams got a sack. Right. And Stefan Tewitt got a sack. And uh, Cam Hayward got an interception. And T.J. Watt got an interception. You know, shades of Super Bowl, what, uh, 43. Yeah. When, um, you know, when uh, James Harrison took uh, Kurt Warner's pass back, the 100 yards almost, whatever it was, you know, um, that was magnificent. Right. I I remember that and talking to James about that, and he is saying that, you know, he was supposed to rush, but he thought, you know what, I saw – Larry Fitzgerald sitting in the slot there, and I thought about that arrow route, that quick slant, yeah. you know, and uh, he dropped back into it, and that was an intuition. I wonder, didn't get a chance to talk to T.J. Watt, nor have I heard any reports, but I wonder, you know, what made him slip back into that zone area and, and pick off the ball? So James was supposed to rush, and he dropped back? Yes, he dropped back. I, I thought that was a Dick LeBeau call. No. That yeah. was that was James. He was supposed to rush, actually. But I also believe that uh, Dick LeBeau gave him the green light to, you know, if you're feeling it, yeah. if you're sitting there and you see the slot man, and that's Larry Fitzgerald, you know, and you know the only way Kurt can get that ball that quick is is to jam it in and on an arrow route. Yeah. You're going to slide into that that zone area where he might throw the ball. Yeah. And that's what TJ did. That's what James did. Yeah, and James uh, uh, scored a touchdown. He did. And he was so 
oxygen deprived. Yes. Yeah. I, he was he he had no oxygen. I remember it because I was down on the field and I saw Doc Bradley was over him. He was laying there on his back and everything like that. And uh, if anybody doesn't remember the scenario, time actually ran out. Right. Because it was such a long you know <laughs> run back and everything. If he didn't make it into the end zone. You know that that play wouldn't have scored. There'd yeah. have been no points off of that great turnover. We could have went to two commercials. Yeah, it was a, it was a long time. But I remember asking Doc Bradley. I said, "What did James say to you?" I said, "I saw you bent over him. You're down around his face mask, and he pushed your face away." And uh, Doc Bradley goes, "Oh, he said, get out of my face. You're sucking up on my oxygen." <laughs> so. so you know the fact is um, that was a great play by T.J. Watt. That was a great play by yeah. Cam Hayward. Right. I, you know, you watch and look at the replay. Um, you're Cam. You got Bud Dupree's chasing him like the hound of the Baskervilles right. going after a guy. Uh, but Cam, instead of moving towards the quarterback, Daniel Jones, he kind of faded into the end zone. Right. And, and I, I just wonder instinctively, was he just – why did he do that? It, it's interesting to me. It was yeah. a great play. Yeah. Tremendous play. Bud gets a tip ball. The ball bounces up in the air. And uh, I don't know. I, uh, I, I, there's something about great players who do great things just because they know. They know. There's a knowing. Yeah. That's, that's all that's you can right. say about it. All right. Uh, let's go to the phones. Tom from West Grove. Uh, Tom, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guys. How you guys doing? Good. Doing fabulous, Tom. How you doing? Good, well, good touch. Um, I, I I'm just going in just to talk to Steelers and about the game on um on Monday night. And um, I thought the defense looked awesome, and I thought that the offense looked explosive at times. And it feels great just to have the your uh, Hall of Fame future Hall of Fame QB back with t- mm-hmm. back with three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And I thought I thought the two plays that stood out to me was uh, the James Washington. Uh, touchdown where he was determined to get in. Good call, yes. And the second play was when Juju recovered the fumble with uh, six or seven Giants around him, where he uh, just when he was determined to get the fumble as well. That's a great, great pick of two great plays. You know, I look at these two young men with James Washington when he went over top of a guy, regained his footing to drive through the second guy at the goal line. He reminded me of what Tunch always used to say on the air about Heinz Ward. Rarely, rarely do you see Heinz Ward come up short on a first down or a touchdown. He just doesn't – he's got that determination to make sure to get the first down or get it into the end zone. And secondly, as you pointed out, that's it's a great call by you, Tom, is the fact that Juju jumping into a pile full of six, seven, eight giants, what have you. Let me tell you something. Having been in a few of those piles myself – having caused a few of those fumbles myself. <laughs> um, you know, there is a desperation that exists in those pileups. It's not a friendly place to be. And, you know, uh, uh, Tom, you were talking about James Washington. Uh, that was at the end of the first half, and that was a big play. Oh, that was so That big. was a big play uh, because uh, we scored touchdown. You know, it's efforts like that, Tom, that turn a game around right. in favor of your team. Um, that was a game that was kind of up in the air. You felt like things were, you know, just putting along. You got three steps forward, two steps back, and then you have somebody make a big play like that and just kind of gets everybody on track. 
Very good indeed, my friend. Now, let me ask you something, Tom. If you could, and minus the guy, we've already had Jack Lambert, but um, if you could have uh, have us effort somebody to get on the show, who would who would you want to hear from? Um, either Troy Palmolo or uh, Mel Blunt. Very good. Yeah. All right. We'll we'll put that down. Duly noted, my friend. Anything else? And, yeah. Can I make one more point? Yes. I just want to give uh, uh, my game balls to uh, Bud to play. And uh, Benny Snell. Very good indeed. That's right, man. Benny Snell was uh, uh, was played with a lot of vision, a lot of speed, a lot of uh, cutback and uh, power. He did indeed. And his, I love the quote by Mike Tomlin. He said in his press conference, Bud Dupree is a dangerous man. Right. <laughs> Very good. And one more. Yes, go right ahead, thing. Tom. Go Steelers. Go Steelers. All right. Thank you so much. Appreciate your call, Tom. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And indeed, you yeah. know, it would be nice to get uh, to, to get Troy. I would love to get Troy oh, back. Oh, yeah, I'd love or to get Troy. Mel Blunt. Yeah. You know what? Mel Blunt, one of the most menacing guys. I remember when I was a, uh, I was a rookie, and I remember seeing Mel up at camp, and I thought, this guy's a corner. What am I? <laughs> Right. Are you kidding me? Do you remember this, this when he? Do you remember when he picked up the wide receiver and the Giants? The Giants. And, uh, and he slammed them. I did. Yeah. You I and I were had, standing right yeah. there. We were like, a, wow. No, we were like just totally enthralled by it because, you know, the the fact is, Mel actually, it was like a suplex. Um, it was like a spike into the ground. Right. He slammed this guy. The ball. The the Giants receiver fumbled the ball. He laid on the ground. The trainers were coming out. I remember Mel. No, there was no celebration. There was no, you know. Yeah, it was just like he looked at the guy and then shook his head and walked back to the huddle. That that was was like a matter of fact. Yeah, that was a wide receiver from my uh, Indiana University. Really? Yeah. No kid. Yeah. (laughs) I forgot his name. One one of the uh, the farmers and teachers college guys went down. Yeah. The Indiana State guys. No, I just Indiana re- University. Oh, guys. Indiana yeah, University. Yeah. Okay, I he apologize. was a Hoosier. Oh, he was a Hoosier. Well, not a sycamore. No, he wasn't. A, he wasn't a fighting tree. If he was a fighting tree, he'd have gotten up and gotten after Mel. Right, 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 right. right, right. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt about it. Um, I really, I really liked uh, Cam's quote there because of the fact, um, as he said, you've got uh, you're going to do whatever you got to do to right. get the job done out there. And I remember. Uh, Coach Noel was always really big on this, Chaluch. Um, you know, it's never 50-50 between offense and defense. Yeah. One part of the team, and that includes the special teams, you know, can carry the other. And it might be 60-40. It could yeah. be, you know, whatever it is, because I don't want to show my ma- poor math skills. But, you know, the the relationship and, and you know, how who's carrying who uh, can constantly, you know, be interchanged. And that goes within the units as well. Yeah. You know, I mean, think about this. Uh, you got people who are normally uh, intercepting, not intercepting. You got people who are normally sacking, not, not sacking, sacking. You know, and, but that's what it is. You get the job done by whoever needs to do what. And by the way, you know, we didn't really give any, say anything about Mike Hilton and some of the work he did. Yeah. He was, he was, he was big time. How he that was coming guy, off that slot. Yeah. And he got the sack and he got pressure. And he uh, played the run well. Uh, and uh, you uh, see Stephon how he t- sugars things. Yeah, he's sitting out on the slot, and a couple times I'm looking at him, going, "Oh, he's coming," and he didn't come. 
Yeah. And then he, then I'm sitting there going, oh, he's not coming. And all of a sudden he comes. Yeah. I mean, he does a nice job of, you know, Mike Logan, you know, a uh, former, former Steeler. Right. Or not former, retired Steeler. Because you're always a Steeler. Yeah. All right. Um, Mike Logan always used to talk about Troy and some of the other guys, how or how they would sugar things. In other words, try to give a, yeah. a, a different look in the pre-snap for the quarterback. And Mike Hilton is excellent at that. Right, 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 right. And uh, he's excellent at playing the run. He, you know, he, he does a great job of getting under uh, the guards when they try to kick him out and uh, causing a pileup. He beats him to the point. Right. As you've often talked about. Yeah. You know, the the thing about – in today's NFL, with the mismatch in sizes that you yeah. see so much of the time, you got to beat those big beefaloes, those right. big shaggies, as we right. used to call them. Got to beat him to the intersecting point. And uh, Stefan Toot got a sack. Yes, uh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. You know, you think about it, he had, what, three and a half and five games last year? Right, right, right. Um, I think he's just beginning to um, reach the capability, touch the capabilities that he's could produce. And and uh, Vince Williams got a sack. But no, no those are two guys that uh, normally get sacks. Right. Uh, you know, Vince, uh, you know, he... he he blitzed and uh, Vinny's ran. been last year. It, he dropped off because he shared time with Mark Barron. Right, you know what I mean. And Mark Barron's on Denver. I know. How about that? Yeah, he, Mark Barron is there. Uh, but you know, with Vinny again, one of the things that I'm always amazed is his ability to kind of dissect when to you know whenever it is. However, he sets up those yeah. blitzes. He does so and, and and gets through and shoots the gap. Beautifully, he does. He does that well. You know, he is such a smart player, and he's such an intuitive player, and he just uh, has a great feel for the game. All right, we're gonna uh, break now, and uh, Jerry Dulac, the cool breeze, cool breeze, is coming on with us. Uh, he's Wolf Amtunch, and you are in the locker room. The Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. George Benson, Breezen, can only mean one thing. Jerry Dulac from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette and Steelers Radio Network uh, is on with us, and he is sponsored by Frank B. Fuhrer. Wholesale, proud distributor of Bud Light, official beer sponsor of the NFL, and Bud Light Seltzer. Welcome, do. Yeah, what's, welcome, Jerry. Good morning, fellas. Uh, it's uh, always a treat to be with you, and I'm curious uh, because I was in um, MetLife Stadium. I'm curious how you guys operated that first game. <laughs> The way you had to operate to it, call the game. It wasn't good. It uh, was the most awkward right. thing going. It was odd. So how was I, 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 how were I you in in MetLife Stadium? Were there many uh, uh, press guys there? The, um, there were enough, but obviously not the usual. I mean, I think there were like eight reporters from Pittsburgh, which I bet will be an NFL record for visit for visiting media. Uh, 
most teams, I'm sure, won't send many at all. Um, what was strange, even though I get there early, you know, four hours before the game, what was strange was seeing parking around the stadium other than some workers and some media people just empty. And then after the game, of course, same deal. was nice. There was no traffic. But the, the thing that I found, you know, fellas, I watch 95% of the game, maybe 99 with my binoculars. Right. So when I'm looking through my binoculars, I'm focused only on the action. So it didn't matter if there were 80,000 people or none because I'm just focused on the field and, and you know, the, the line of scrimmage. But what I noticed is when I'm on deadlines, you know, I have sometimes I'm writing and looking down. What I notice is is when there, there's no crowd reaction to let you know something significant happens. So, for example, you know, the Steelers punt and they have the Giants back on about the 25. And so I have my head down and I'm writing something and, you know, looking at some notes and writing. And then I look up. And the Steelers have the ball down in their territory. I said, Ray Fittipaldo was sitting by me, my colleague. I said, how did the Steelers get the ball back? He said, T.J. Watt had an interception. Well, there's no noise to alert you that something significant happened. And so usually if I have my head down, you hear a noise, you look up like the crowd roars, you look up what happened, and you, you catch it or you, you, know, you catch the replay right away. What? So with no crowd noise to alert me that something big happened, I, I never saw it. <laughs> so, uh, Jerry, uh, what was the mood in there? What was it, what was it like uh, watching a game with nobody there? Uh, was it uh, was it crazy? Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, obviously, it was different. Um, the one thing I will say is because we sit in glass-enclosed booths, um, we don't hear much crowd noise. You hear it, but any amount of murmured crowd noise, you wouldn't hear at all. So, for example, whatever low-level low level ambient noise that they played, I had no idea they were playing it because I couldn't hear it. So it was deathly quiet. Yes. Um, and, and that more obviously more so than usual. And you have fewer people in the press box. And everybody's wearing a mask. So everything is muted. So from a noise standpoint, you know, it was like, you know, it was like being in a library. Um, and, and so that was, that was different. And you have fewer personnel. For example, you know, there's no Steeler personnel in the press box. Because mm. all those people, uh, you know, like Bert Loughton and, and, and his associates, They've had to be in the, quote, Steeler bubble, right? you know, because they're around the players and traveling with them, so they can't come in a press box. So wow. There's no Steeler, there's no Steeler officials in the press box. And while, you know, that's certainly not the end of the world, they're not there in case you have a question or, you know, there's injuries or something, and they let you they try to give you an update. Um, so, you know, there's little things like, like that were different. And, of course, no radio booth. I had to go find a table to do the pregame show, and so I'm sitting there for an hour and a half, and it was fine. It was fine. It may not be that easy everywhere I go because Labs and Pursuta are in the studio right? Um, doing the pregame show, and I'm the guy, you know, and I can't see them. 
Yeah. So we had to be careful not to step on each other. It's very difficult. We're not looking at each other. Yes, no yeah. doubt about so it. it. It's definitely different, and you just try to you know try to do it the best you can. Do I got to ask you something now? Let's get to the important brass tacks. What about the pregame meal? Normally uh, at the MetLife, well, they're usually pretty good. They have some. They usually have donuts there too. Did they have any? Yeah, no. Wolf, unfortunately, no. What they had was box. They had box lunches, and they had them actually outside the press box. When you come up the elevator, there's a little door to the left that kind of goes to the concourse, which you would never <sighs> know because it's always closed. Yeah. But that's where they and it's it's like a club area almost. But that's where they had the box lunches, and you had to, you could take them inside because I did, and I saw other people. But right. like if they had signs, they had signs on every table, one person per table, and um, and then at, you know at, the, at halftime they had the obligatory hot dog, uh, but no coffee. <laughs> uh, you know, no coffee, no things. coffee. How does a man operate no with coffee. no coffee, do? Yeah, especially on a night game. You know what? You want? I got to stay up for a little bit. Um, so, you know, I know, I know, nobody has any sympathy for us. I realize that, so I'm not complaining. It's just, you know, what what we're accustomed to and what we're getting is entirely different. Jerry, what was your take on the game? And one of the things, first of all, that I got to say, really surprised me that Steelers only committed or were called for. I don't know how many felonies they committed. Three <laughs> yeah, three penalties. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, that to me, that was surprising because I, I, when I thought about it in the aftermath of the game, I'm thinking, I know they played a little sloppy at times, um, but only three penalties. That was that was amazing. And, Wolf, I think the Giants only had five, and I agree. I mean, you would think in a first game, uh, it, you know, you would see uh, obviously more penalties than that. But, uh, yeah, even as I'm watching the game and later and late in the game, I'm thinking – you know, there weren't a lot of penalties in this game. And then it was only three for the Steelers, like mm-hmm. I said, I think five for the Giants. Um, but, but, but what I focused on mainly, Ben, and he addressed this yesterday, and you could tell, you know, his, his pocket awareness was off. was right. right. And you can understand that. You can understand it. You know, where where to drift, where to step. And I think some you know, even like that first, uh, I think the first pass play where he had a lateral it to James Conner, which they called a fumble, which was wrong. Um, I, you know, that that was that was a, a case of that. But um, I thought, uh, I thought all in all, considering everything he'd gone through, there were a couple throws that, man, uh, he had some zip on it. Uh, to throw no picks, speaking of penalties and turnovers, uh, three touchdowns, you know, relying on Juju again. The throw where he just timed it out in the end zone where he had some pressure. Right. And, you know, and led, led Juju by five yards, I thought was a very impressive. I know he missed a couple guys. He missed Ebron wide open down the numbers. But, hey, you know, that's going to happen. But to me, typical Ben, start slow, get into the game, and be pretty strong in the second half and when you have to. That drive at the end of the first half. I thought obviously very significant. Right, you know, and and you know, one of the things he said as uh, uh, he he didn't have any preseason games, so you don't get hit right. in practice, and so you don't know uh, you you don't got a feel for the pocket for when to step up, when to step back, and that's what he said uh, he was uh, struggling with, and uh, I, I think uh, this week it's going to be better. You know, Tunchin, you guys could, 
you know, understand this and address this better. But you have um, two teams playing Sunday that both played on Monday night with no preseason games, no game hitting, and they're going to have a short week and come back at the bit. You know, somewhat ironic they're going to play each other. But there got to be some sore bodies out there this week because, mm. uh, you know, we heard even Ben say felt like the one day he was in a train wreck, the next day it was just a car wreck, and he's hoping today it would feel like a bike, like he fell off a bike. Uh-huh. With no preseason games to get any actual hitting, however limited it might be, I mean, and those guys are out there for the most part playing an entire game. You know they're having a tough time moving this week. No doubt about it. Um, that just to me, uh, that that's just part of what you got to go through. Obviously, given the size right. circumstances. But the one thing that's still mystifying me, and I, you know, you're usually a guy who's got his ear plugged to just about everything going on is is the DeCastro thing. Just where David is in his rehab or what have you, whatever he's doing. I mean, you're talking about a knee. You're talking about, you know, Mike Tomlin keeps saying, well, I'm hoping that it'll be in tomorrow. Well, I, you know, maybe tomorrow. And so it, it, well, you just kind of worry about what, what the overall effect is of that knee. Well, what I know, uh, a Wolf, is that he has a chance to play this week. Now, I think we'll find out today because, look, yesterday's practice looked like uh, looked like a walkthrough in the spring. Uh, yeah. Because anybody of significance, they didn't they didn't practice them because of what I said earlier about just being sore and being banged up from a, from a game a first game like that. Um, he has a chance to play, and and so if he doesn't, that tells me he should be ready next week. Uh, okay. Obviously, they're going to be without Stefan Wisniewski for a couple games, and and maybe longer, but the good news is, you know, his injury isn't, you know, when you hear pectoral injury, you think of, you think of Cam, you think of Tuitt, you think of J.J. Watt, but it's not a season-ending injury, uh, and he will be back, but he's going to miss some games. Uh, So, but I think the Castro, again, we'll find out if he practices today. If he doesn't practice today, even though I know Mike Tomlin will say, we'll leave the light on for him, he's a veteran, he doesn't practice today, he's not going to play. Um, and, uh, but, but he is getting closer and to the point where I think by next week, if he doesn't play this week, he'll be back. Do you think the same thing will be said of James Connor? He, I was, yeah, he has a chance to play too. Um, you know, he, he, you know, he hurt his, uh, he hurt his ankle on, uh, on that turf. Um, you know, those, the, the, players, you know, the medical people, trainers, they don't like that turf because it leads to more injuries. Um, but he, they haven't ruled him out. Um, so it's not, and he doesn't, uh, you know, he doesn't have a high ankle sprain or anything troubling like that. Um, so we'll see. But again, I think we'll get a better feel. I think Connor, uh, you know, possibly could sit out today and maybe practice tomorrow and play. Um, I think it's going to be a little different with DeCastro only because you know, he's basically been sidelined for, for three weeks. Yeah, you know, um, do you know what happened to Zach Banner's uh, knee? Was it a uh, uh, ACL or uh, was it a torn uh, colla- medial collateral ligament? No, it, it was an ACL. And I, and I think, fellas, I noticed this during the game. Um, I don't think he hurt himself on that play. I mean, that wasn't the initial injury. He, if, when, you, you're, if, when you see the replay, you know, he goes to set and he just kind of, his knee gives way. But uh, earlier in that drive, 
he had a there was a play and I can't remember offhand which it was where when he got up you can tell something had happened to his knee and and he kept playing to his testament you know here's a guy who's getting his chance to play and you know on that particular series on that drive an important one he ain't coming out and and but I don't think that it was on that play where the injury occurred. I you know, think it occurred earlier. Well, and this that just kind of that was the final straw. This, you know, I, I'm sorry to me interrupt, Jerry. You may be onto something there because here's the thing about it. I know I've I've had the ACL. Right. All right. You know definitively when it goes. Now you could have stretched uh-huh. it. You could have strained it. You could have partially right. torn it, and then when it goes. That's, I mean, you saw him reach for it immediately. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, I'm wondering right, about right. that. Having Again, having had that, when when you hear the, the, the ligament twang in your head, <laughs> you know that something really bad happened. <laughs> so I, I think yeah. for Zach, that's a possibility. Something earlier happened just to maybe set the stage for that to happen later. Yeah, and, you know, we don't get the opportunity – to be in the locker room, as you guys know, right? Other than being in your, other than being in your locker room, um, and to you know where we would have access to Zach to to double check that with him. Um, but uh, I, you know, what what I saw and what I hear kind of lend itself that 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 could be the case. And again, I, I mean, that Zach just thinking, look, he don't want to come out after everything he's been through. He's starting. He earned it. They're on a big drive. He, you know, he's a, you know, oh, you, you guys know what he's like. He's a tough guy. He's a great guy. Right. He ain't coming out. And, and it just apparently, it, uh, both to your point, at that point, it, on that play, that was it. That's when it gave way. Yeah, yeah. and, and, and uh, Interesting, yeah. You know, I, I feel sorry for Zach. Yep. Yeah. He's a great guy. Yeah. Uh, he'll he'll, re- he'll rise up. Yeah. Jerry, uh, thank you so much, brother. Yeah, thank you, brother. God bless you. And uh, we uh, love when you come on with us. Yes. Uh, well, I always enjoy being with you, boys. And uh, I guess I'll see you at the ball yard on Sunday. Eh? All right. Sounds good. The ball yard on Sunday. <laughs> Take care, brother. With no fans there. All right. Uh, we're we're going to take a break. Uh, he's Wolf Amtunch, and you're in the locker room. decision-making and um, I you know self-critical a lot you know I think that it there was definitely like we talked about there was rust early and, and even late it's not like I, I played perfect um, you know I, I looked at some some times that maybe I got up in the pocket a little too quick or didn't didn't have the same feel in the pocket early on um, that I probably used to having 
You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. Well, we're back. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch. And uh, that was Ben talking about uh, the rust that uh, was on him in the first half. And uh, one of the things that uh, I like about Ben is he is very self-critical yeah. uh, and he wants to get better uh, and he talked about uh, the pocket and uh, stepping up too quick uh, and you know that's that's what happens when you don't have any preseason games because Absolutely. because in practice they don't hit you they don't Absolutely. hit you Absolutely, no yeah. I know and they don't well, sack did back you. in the day for yeah. us yeah by the way did you notice we got you got like a convention going on in the studio next to us. The, the producer, you got you got Jacob, you got Kelly, you got Brian all in there. You got Zooks, man. You got a lot of guys in there. That's right. And uh, <laughs> don't distract Jacob. And yeah, uh, you guys don't be messing around with our producer here now. Uh, we're right, gonna, he's tickling the ivories and doing the deal. You uh, know? We're gonna go to the phones, uh, Dano in Florida. Dano, welcome to the locker room, brother. How are you? Good. Fabulous. How are you guys doing today? Good. We're doing so good, Dano. What's going on with you, brother? Hey, you know, I I had to call in and talk to my two freaking rays of sunshine, you know. <laughs> so, hey, uh, brother Wolf. Yes. Um, I, I I hate to beat a dead burrito. Oh. But I just want to let you know that I am still rooting for you. Ah, thank you. You know, we did go one or three two burritos. Three one. Hey, but three let me tell you, Dano, I'm telling you now. I'm on the scale. It's a digital, right? That light was flickering. It was ready to go to three oh oh. I'm telling you, I could feel it. I'm telling you, probably thought the battery was dead. This can't be right, right? <laughs> yes. But uh, anyway, uh, I wanted to ask you a, a question. Well, actually, two questions. Um, what was uh, the both uh, personally and team uh, feeling whenever the USFL started and a few of the guys like Ray Penny, Tyrone McGriff, and those yeah, jumped over Yeah, you know what? We were all bummed. Yeah. And we love Tyrone, right, Cliff, yeah. Ray Penny. Ray and I played next to each other for a couple of years. and uh, When Ray came back. Yeah, Ray came back. Exactly. Right. But um, right. I, I tell you, it's it's tough when you lose guys along the way. You, you know, know, I mean, you get very close very fast. I had season tickets uh, <laughs> for uh, the Pittsburgh Maulers. Yes. And uh, when Birmingham came in, Everybody was booing Cliff, and I almost got in a fight. <laughs> I said, shut up. And he said, well, you're Cliff. Is Cliff your brother? I go, he's my good buddy, so shut up. Yeah, he's like a brother, man. I mean, that's the way it is, You, you especially yeah, back I, then. I thought, go ahead. Right. I, I thought that maybe, uh, like, the team chemistry uh, was lacking once those, once, you know, on that offensive line. Once those two left, I I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on that. Yeah, it was. And, I, again, uh, you know, when you play together in football, I, I got to tell you, a season is like a condensed lifetime. I we mean, have another. We had another Ray Ray yeah, Snell. Yeah, Ray Snell. He came in, um, but the brotherhood that existed was it's very it was very tight back then because we didn't have as much player movement 
because of the fact there was no salary cap right. and all that sort of stuff, free right. agency. Um, so it was different. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Smith, Banny, uh, yeah. Ray Penny, Tom Dornbrook. Uh, yeah, Dorney, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about Thorning. But, uh, okay, another question I have. I happened to watch a uh, YouTube video, and it had it was back in 92, and it was called Getting Together. And they, uh, in fact, they had an interview with you, Tunch, uh, in the locker room. And uh, I, was, I was curious because um, there was the team chaplain for the Steelers and the Pirates. His name was Jay Wilson. Yeah. Uh, do, you, do you guys keep up with him uh, anymore, or do you know? Well, you know, there, there's a new team cat, uh, chaplain, Kent Chelaferro. Uh, and uh, Chevalier, yeah. Chevalier, but uh, and uh, I, I Hollis know. was our yeah. Hollis, Hollis was, was the guy that was Hollis there most Half of the time. Was our most uh, uh, the most uh, chaplain of most of, of the time, yeah. yeah. And uh, then he okay. uh, started a church, uh, Orchard Hill, right? Uh, and then uh, Jay Wilson came in, and uh, we were uh, hanging out with Jay, uh, but then. Um, uh, when we retired, uh, I think Jay, uh, you know, he didn't last real long. I right? Don't think. Yeah, he so, didn't. No, the short answer, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, um, another thing, brother Tunch, I just wanted to say that um, I think that we ought to put Vince Williams in the Steel City Mafia. <laughs> because I think we ought to give him the name of Vinny the Thumper. <laughs> Absolutely. Or Vinny or, or Vinny Boombots. <laughs> Vinny Boombots. <laughs> yeah, the good doctor. The good doctor. There you go. So anyway, hey, guys, good talking to you. God bless you both. God bless, God brother. bless you too, Dano. Thank you for the call. All right, uh, let's go to Mario in New Jersey. Mario, welcome to the locker room. Hi, thank you for having me on your show today. I just wanted to make one uh, good comment um, for uh, maybe having no fans on the um, for the first two games that you guys had in the room. Maybe putting in uh, cardboard uh, cutouts, Steeler, <laughs> older Steeler players. <laughs> you know, older and then and then raffling them off to uh, charity. You know, or auctioning them off and then ra- giving the money to charity. Wow, that's not a bad idea. I that's like a, that. That's a good idea. You know, because originally I thought, well, if you're going to have cutouts, I'd like to have like Chris Farley. You know, put him in the stands. You know, yeah, like, but but to have uh, Steeler retired greats, that I don't know. That sounds like like a uh, that could be doable. Yeah, Steeler retired. Maybe even EIR people, if you want to have some of the current ones. Maybe, you know, yeah, your reserve ones. I don't know. All right, Mario. Now you're coming through with your New Jersey accent there. All right, I heard it. I heard it slip out. I called you a couple of weeks ago when I was a Meatloaf fan. But yeah. <laughs> I don't know what it was. At first, though, I didn't hear the New Jersey like I thought I'd hear the New Jersey, but I just heard the New Jersey. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. All right, brother. Anything else? Because I think the cutouts is a good idea. That's I don't it. know if it's it can be done, but... What's That's it. it. Okay. Thank, thank you, Mario. God bless you, buddy. God thank bless. You. Take care, man. All right. Uh, let's go to Jason in New Hampshire. What's up, New Jason? New Hampshire. 
Sorry, but I had to follow you up with that one on the New Hampshire. Yes. Hey, uh, real quick. Um, the uh, oh shoot, I lost my train of thought there. Um, <laughs> you this, not- I've now dumbed down all my audience. All right. <laughs> I've, been, I've been listening too much, Wolf. Yep. Yep. That it'll happen. <laughs> so, um, you guys were talking to CR earlier. You know about who you'd like to have on. Yeah. Um. There's one person, who's, and I'm sure I'm not the only Steeler fan, but uh, the person responsible for me being a Steeler fan is being Joe Green. Ah, and I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if you guys have had Joe on or not. Um, we have I'm had him in the past, stuff. yes. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah. he's a yeah. great guest. He's a great guy, a great man. You know what I mean? Well, I had an opportunity to go to an event where he was going to be there it was years and years ago, and he ended up not being able to show up. You know, I meant Busty and stuff like that, which was cool. Um, but, yeah, so it, I was that kid's age in that Super Bowl uh, commercial. Right. That Coca-Cola, I was that kid's age. So, I mean, it was kind of like I started looking up to him, which made me love the Steelers. So just to be able to hear him would be killer. You know, That's my it. rookie year, I'll tell you this a quick story here because uh, we're, we're winding down the end here. But we's, uh, yeah, yeah. they, they showed, had a premiere showing of uh, the Rocky Blyer movie. And uh, we went there as a, as a team. We were all watching. It was on Sixth Street or something like that downtown. We walked out and came to you know you make a left and you got the, the, the there's a Sixth Street and the intersection light. And yep. when Joe walked out, probably about 15 yards ahead of me, he walked out onto the street and the car started piling up and stopping, and they started honking their horns, and they started yelling, here we go, Steelers, here we go, because they saw Joe Green. They were piled yep. up six, seven, eight cars on each side of the of the four-way intersection, you know, and they're yelling, here we go, Steelers. And I just watching Joe smile and wave to everybody, it was really an amazing time. That was really cool. The, our, we're out of time, right? 90 seconds. 90 seconds uh, to go. You know, the – God bless you, everybody. Thank you for joining us, uh, and uh, we had a great, great, great time today. You know what we always do, Chalupa. Yeah, yeah. You know the the blessings of being able to do this with uh, you, my friend, has been right. one of the, the greatest things of my life. It's yeah. just absolutely a riot. Yeah. And the Godfather just walked in. That would be Stan Saverin. Sa- Stan Saverin coming out. All right. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you have been in the locker room. God bless everybody. Game and plan tomorrow, we'll, right? And, yeah. Scouting we'll, report. Scouting report tomorrow. Okay. All right. We'll be back.